Go for it. Enjoy. And what happens is, if you've not tried that, by the way, don't do that. Okay, Because what will happen is you will get a gutful of consequences for your own actions. Because God has so engineered the world that only a life of following Him will bring you joy and happiness. And a life of rebellion against Him will bring you pain and heartache. But God will let you have your way. And in fact, I think there's no worse judgment that God can give a person than letting them reap all the fruit of all of the lies they have chosen to live in. And God will stop Verse 10 says, He'll stop standing in their way and He will give them what they want, which isn't salvation through faith in Jesus, but slavery and deception and following the Antichrist. And verse 11 and 12, just explain that further. The delusion that God sends is allowing Antichrist to rise by Satan's power. In other words, this isn't a separate thing. This is an explanation of the same thing. Uh, that everybody who loves unbelief and wickedness and sin and rebellion against God will embrace that rather than faith in Christ, holiness, obedience to God. And God says to them essentially this, Thy will be done. You would rather live a lie than the truth? Go ahead and enjoy it. Enjoy eating the fruit that grows up from that choice. Is that a terrible judgment? Yes. And it leads directly to hell for more of the same, where everybody who loves wickedness is imprisoned in their wickedness for all eternity. The Bible presents us with a really stark choice. It says, follow, Jesus says to those who will, follow me and I will give you joy and life everlasting. But you have to submit to me. You have to follow me. You have to be obedient to me. And he says to everyone else, if you won't do that, and if you'd rather crown yourself king and follow your own way and your own sin, you'll get to live in it for all eternity. And there's nothing worse than that. Than to, than to sit up for all eternity to a banquet of your own sinfulness. Knowing that you will never be freed from it because you've chosen this for yourself. And God will give them, even at the very end, that choice between freedom and life and joy through faith in Jesus and obedience to Him or destruction and death and a life devoted to yourself and to Satan and to sin. Now, this is another one of these. this book's very sobering passages. It's tough. As we look at it, we should remember that these hard truths that it contains are not directed to us. 
If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you will not experience this. You will not see this. This will not happen to you. You will not be deceived and destroyed as the wicked that it refers to here. But just because a passage's sobering elements are not directed to us doesn't mean that this passage doesn't contain things that are for us. And I want to highlight some of those here for us to apply. One is this, and this is absolutely true, and it is wonderfully comforting if you really understand this, that God is absolutely sovereign over all things, even evil. That He restrains evil until the right time so that people can be saved. We read passages that... that are like this, and we see the evil that happens around us, and we have two questions when we see evil happening around us. First question is this. Uh, why does God allow evil on this scale? Why is there so much evil in the world? And we, when we ask that question, we forget that God is holding back the worst of it, only allowing as much evil as is necessary for the accomplishment of His larger purpose in the same way that He allowed Jesus to be crucified. By the way, the most evil act ever committed in the history of the world is the murder of the Son of God. And God allowed that, not because it was good, but that God was bringing good out of that evil action. He did not allow, however, Satan's final victory over the Messiah. Evil is limited. It operates under God's power for His purposes. The second question that arises when people see the evil in the world is we're wondering why God doesn't deal with evil directly. And why does He allow it to persist? And the reason is, is that He is using it to save people. People do not usually cry out for a Savior until they have gotten a gutful of Satan's deception and counterfeit and gained some of the fruit of their sinfulness. And after that, they go, oh, I need something better than this in my life. And God uses the wickedness that people get into to bring salvation to them. Also, let me just give you the slightly snarky answer to why God doesn't eliminate all the evil from the world. Because He doesn't want to start with you. Okay? In order to get rid of all the evil in the world, you have to get rid of all the people. Right? God doesn't want to do that. He is saving a people. Peter says that. Uh, and uh, I, I believe it's Second Peter. He says that God is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but that all to come for all to come to repentance. So He is giving time for that to happen. God is saving people. And one of the things that He uses evil for is for people to see the consequences of their sin and cry out for a Savior from it. Secondly, God is not the author of evil, but He uses it to bring judgment on evil. God did not create evil. He does not do evil, but He will use evil beings to bring about their own judgment. 
You know, if you read Paradise Lost, uh, uh, Satan is a fairly interesting character in the novel. But he he says, "I shook the throne." Right? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. God's throne is not shaken by Satan or by the unbelieving. Their rejection of His rule is the very thing that brings their own judgment back on them as He lets them have their way. Fallen evil angels, fallen people who reject the truth get the separation from God that they want. And then they wake up to find that they have chosen God's judgment for themselves. God uses evil to bring about judgment on evil. Uh, third thing here, when God chooses to end evil, it ends in an instant. Satan and the Antichrist, when they are finally turned loose to do their worst, will deceive a lot of people. They will think, I'm winning! This is going great! Everything I've ever wanted to do, I'm doing. But the reality will be that they will be seconds away from instantaneous defeat. One little breath from the true king when it comes will be enough to tear them to nothingness. And everything they have built belongs to. Can God get rid of evil in an instant? Yes, He can. Gone. And He will bring salvation in that same instant to all those who are waiting for the return of the King. Bring all this up to say this, okay? Brothers and sisters, you and I deal with lots of stuff that is deeply painful, and it is because we live in a broken world. Right now, I have a, a little bruise on my leg because on Thursday, I had to inject myself again with the medicine that keeps me alive. Right? I do that every two weeks. I've done it since 2017. I've been since 1991 with Crohn's disease, right? Where my own guts are not recognized as part of my own body by my immune system. It's, it's not a fun process, right? Um, some of you are suffering from arthritis or other kinds of illnesses. We're all getting older and grayer and uglier. Um, we are, okay? You never look as good as you did at 19. Right? After that, it's all downhill. Borrowed that from Sam Rubenfeld. He's talked about, I was asking, how you, how you doing? He'd be like, old and ugly. Uh, but uh, but uh, we are. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. And we experience death in that fallen world. Amen? And it's painful. And it hurts. And we cry out to God and we ask Him why. And on top of that, we want to know, you don't want to know what you really want to know? When you experience the most painful things in the world, you want to look up at God and say to Him this, 
are you at the stick here? Do you have control over this? Are you bringing good out of this? If you're my sister who buried her husband as the mother of three kids at age 42, are you at the stick here, God? Are you watching over me? Do you see what I am going through? Are you, did you allow this? Yes. Did you control this? Yes. What are you doing with this? I am saving the people out of this wicked world until the day when Messiah comes. That's what I'm doing. And I'm using your pain. I'm using your suffering. I'm using even Satan himself to accomplish my purposes in saving people and establishing the kingdom of God's dear Son. That's what I'm doing. And when you're in pain, you've got to cling to that. The fact that God is sovereign. And He hadn't turned loose the dogs yet. And when He does, it will be the day that He is bringing about both judgment and salvation on those who are waiting for Him. Now, a couple more things here. If you've rejected Christ up to now, and I tell you this, it's, it's not too late to change sides. But you need to change sides. You need to change sides. While there remains time, you don't have unlimited time to embrace Jesus. I don't know when this stuff is all going to unfold. It could be tomorrow or later today, or next week. I don't know. Jesus said no one knows the day or the hour. But here's what I do know. That you don't want to run out of time to put your faith in Jesus Christ and to embrace Him. Amen? There is a day when you will, it will be the last day and you will either have decided to follow Jesus and receive salvation through faith in Him, or you will be here from the Lord, go your way, depart from me, you worker of evil. Choose wisely. If you're a child of God, then know this, no matter what suffering you're facing today or in the future, that God is sovereign over it. He is using it for your good, for His glory, and one day He will end it all with a breath from His mouth. And bringing in the kingdom of the Son of God for all eternity. Amen? So, let's pray. And then let's celebrate because we have a couple of people who have found new life in Jesus and we want to cheer for them, celebrate with them, and rejoice together. Father, this is a hard world full of hard things that happen. Great pain, difficulty, suffering. All the results of evil are here. 
Father, we can see it in how confused our world is as people find new ways to run as hard as they can away from You. Father, we know You are using even these things to bring about salvation to people as they find out how empty all of that life is. And they find the life that is really life through faith in Jesus. Father, we pray for these who are going to be baptized today. We pray that You would encourage them, strengthen them in their faith. Help them, Father, to follow You with everything that they are, everything that they have given to You, given to them by Your Holy Spirit. And Father, we ask Your blessing on all of us as we trust You through whatever comes. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're going to be baptized and you need to change clothes, now is a good time to slip out. Uh, otherwise, you'd stand.